lovelies, welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast, where we talk about everything and anything. I am your podcast host, Ashira. And as always, a little disclaimer before we begin, I am not a licensed therapist, nor am I pretending to be one. I simply taught to share some tips and tricks that have helped me throughout my adversities in life. And it is completely your choice to listen, and it's completely your choice to take out my advice so do not feel pressured do not feel burdened okay let's begin so today's topic um it's heavy like heavy heavy and i was putting this topic off so much because like i feel like i'm not the best person to talk about this ah um I honestly don't know how to start this podcast. Oh my god. I feel like I'm going to cry at any second. Ah. Aha. Oh, oh. Mm, there it is. Okay, I'm back. Um, so, today's topic is going to be about how to deal with loss. And it's not a topic that I personally want to talk about. But I didn't know what topic to talk about this week. So, like, I made a Instagram poll. And a lot of my Instagram fam voted for how to deal with loss like i don't know why why you guys want me to talk about this <laughs> but but start off okay i am not here to dictate what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing when you are dealing with loss and i'm not here to tell you that how you're coping is wrong because just everyone deals with loss in different ways and no one knows how to deal with shit like this. I don't know. Some want to numb their emotions and others want to feel as much as possible until they just don't feel it anymore. And some people just keep going until one day they just think about it and they break down and then you don't know what else to do because you just keep faking it in hopes that you will make it through. And loss can look like many things and it can look like a loss in a relationship a loss in a loved one a loss of a pet a loss of yourself but in all these I've noticed that there is one common factor that stays and that's regret ah why didn't I listen to them sooner ah why didn't i take care of him properly why didn't i spend time with them why didn't i answer their call and that's the thing we don't know how valuable a life is until we lose it and we grieve it and we live for it so one advice that i can give you is to stop doing the what ifs stop thinking about the what ifs and as painful as your circumstance may be they are not here anymore and they're not going to be snuggling up next to you the next day and just tell you that it was all a bad dream you have to keep going and you have to keep moving on but not for them but for you and one thing that i realized is that people think that grief is over once they see that you're happy and you're smiling again, but it isn't. You just found a way to live with it within yourself. Oh my god, I'm already getting so emotional. But I'll tell you this 
I'll tell you my story of what I have lost. And um, this year, I think, in um, maybe July, June, July, June, July, I guess it may not be a big deal to everyone, but it was a big deal to me because I lost my pet and my pet's name was Mochi and he was my cat, like he was my, my cat. I, I don't know whether, I don't know about other pet owners, but I felt like Mochi was me, but in cat form. And <laughs> me and him would like get along so well. Like whenever I was having an anxiety attack or a panic attack or whenever like I was feeling down or something, I don't know how he knew, but he just knew and he would just come and comfort me and just be with me until I was okay. And when, or on the day that he passed, how I found out was that, and because we have this cat house and that we put outside because like my neighbors were like, so up up my family's ass about cats being everywhere and and like and everything. I guess my neighbor just didn't like cats or didn't didn't like pets in general, and um, we built this cat house and we keep the cats inside like during the day and then sometimes at night I will like bring the cats inside the house and let them sleep in my room and stuff like that. So on that day, I let them out during the day. And um, on that night, oh, on that night, I was like calling him like, Mochi, Mochi, like where are you? Come and eat your dinner, you know, like, jom lah makan, makan, my mom, you know. And then, I was like calling and calling him and usually he just comes immediately after he hears me shake um some kibbles but he didn't come he was he just didn't come back and I was like so worried because like Mochi isn't the type to travel far he usually just stays around my housing area and just comes back whenever he hears food and then I like looked across my neighbor's house and then I saw like something lying down and like I'm like, oh, what's that? And I went, I went to the neighbor's house, and I saw him just like lying down on like the the driveway or something. I I don't remember, but I like I, my mom, my mind was blank because I thought he was sleeping, you know. And I just like waking him up, I'm like, oh, Mochi, wake up, wake up! But he wasn't responding. And then that's when it hit, like that's when it hit me, like, oh, he's not. He's not breathing. He's not responding. Like, what am I going to do? So I just got him. I just took him. I, like, brought him up to my house. And I was just, like, crying and crying and crying. I'm crying right now. But <laughs> I was crying and crying. I've never told... I literally never told anyone the story ever since, like, he passed. But, yeah, I guess I'm just sharing it right now. <laughs> Anyways, um... um yeah, I brought him home, and I don't remember what happened after that because I just was just crying. My like, I I don't I don't remember how painful it was. Like I just I just remember like the next day my throat was so sore, <laughs> and like, oh, and then um, the thing that made it worse was that my dad my dad said to me like oh, like, this is why you shouldn't let them out. See what happened to him. And I guess when, 
you lose someone that or something that's dear to you you don't want to hear that but my dad did apologize after um, he said those words and it's all like forgiven and forgotten so that's my story um (laughs) so during this time it was at the time of my finals for year two of med school and if you don't know how year two of med school works it's basically the make or break of your pre-clinical years and your clinical years so if you don't pass year two you can't go on to year three and you just have to repeat the whole year again and take the exam again so I was at the height of my anxiety I was at the height of not eating I was at the height of forsaking my just forgetting my sleep and just focusing on study 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 and the loss of my mochi came at the peak (laughs) at the peak it was two weeks before my finals or maybe three I'm not too I don't I don't remember the date and it was a time where I needed him the most and he was just gone so I'm just gonna share how I chose to overcome it and how my thought process was during that time and one thing that helped me was to acknowledge it and to accept it and accept that to accept it is just for me to make it eat it's just to make it easier on me to let him go and another thing that I did was just I cried it all out on that night itself on that night because I had to put my focus on my finals the next day I couldn't afford to break down at that time so I had I had to choose to cry it all out that night so that the next day I will be fine and I had to take it all in myself because like it was during a pandemic and my country was like on lock in in lockdown and I couldn't like go to anyone to like lean on and stuff like I had my family of course so it was easier and it was easier to accept it and it was easier to like cry it all out but my sole focus was on the finals on that damn finals paper so I couldn't not focus on it and I couldn't afford to lose time on crying and I can I couldn't afford to not proceed to my third year so another thing I did was that literally on that day or the second day itself like oh on that night at 8 p.m when I found him the night before and then 8 p.m the next day I, everything just came back to me and like I couldn't I couldn't focus anymore so I went on my phone and I searched all the pictures all the videos of Mochi and I compiled them and I made a video and that helped me because it helped me see 
how wonderful it was to have him by my side, no matter how short the time. And it was like kind of like a love letter for Mochi from me. If he even sees it, if his spirit sees it or something. I know it sounds ridiculous, but it, it helped me consciously. It helped my sanity in a sense. And I guess another thing that did help me was like, I sang it out. I cried it out. I belt out sad songs because music is healing to me. And it gave me a sense of comfort. And then another thing that did help me was like divine intervention in a sense where I put my faith first and I put my faith in that God has proper planning about everything. So I just put my trust in God. And there's always solace and there's always peace found in faith. And somehow, because of that, it was easier for me to accept it. Oh my God, this is why I didn't want to do this topic. <laughs> ah, I don't even know if you, can, if you can hear me properly with all my like... <laughs> but if there is one thing to take away from this short topic, or I mean, this short podcast, is that we never fully get over our loss and we never fully heal from it. And there was this one phrase that I recently read from a book called Things No One Else Can Teach Us by Humble the Poet. And this phrase, when I read it, like I really literally just bawled out crying because like I just remembered about Mochi. And it goes, Oh, how lucky am I to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard. And I can tell you, when I read this, I fully broke down like it was comforting for me it was kind of like the closure I needed because even though he's gone and even though he's not in my life anymore the feelings are still there and the feeling that he was mine before made me feel so grateful for it no matter how short the time I had with him was and it told me how everything in life is so temporary that we get so caught up in chasing and chasing and chasing that we never get the chance to fully experience the wonderful time that we have with our loved ones or with our pets and with yourself. And that it also taught me that life is that hyphen in between the dates that's written on our gravestone there's no story that will be written on our gravestone it's only the stories that other people share about us <sighs> okay um i guess that's all i have for you today <laughs> i'm so sorry if it doesn't really help or oh i i honestly uh i I honestly don't know what else to say about this. But I hope that it did bring you some sort of comfort, if not a lot of comfort. And if you feel like you need someone or somewhere to write out your grieving letter to, then just feel free to DM me. Feel free to talk to me. I'm always all ears. And to end this podcast, I won't be doing affirmations, but I will be like sharing you a letter. And this letter is not 
to my loss, but it's towards you who is going through a loss right now. And to you who has experienced a loss, it doesn't matter what type of loss, the emotions you are feeling now are valid. And honestly, I don't have any better way to make you see life in light because there will always be darkness as its shadows. And you are still learning to navigate through your pain and to find that small orb of energy to keep you going and not to just keep on going, but to keep on living. And living in a way that you are happy with and not in a way to just get by. So keep on going and persevere. You got this. <laughs>